Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You're listening to episode 29, Feeling Lonely, Not Judging Judgy People, Reincarnation, and Mike the Death Expert. We are excited to start the new year off with this very fun episode where we have brought a listener into the conversation today with us. She is going to share some of her personal stories of awakening, which she is going through right now, sharing the struggles and the trials and tribulations of awakening and how she's dealing with them. And of course, we're going to talk about judgment because it's one of our favorite topics and how removing judgment has made such positive impact impacts on her life and Michael's. Of course, we later into the conversation talk about reincarnation and Mike really takes us into his expertness of death. So really fun conversation today. And because we had so much fun on this episode, we actually want to let all of our listeners know that over the next six to eight weeks, we are going to be asking you to send in your application to be on our podcast with us. We're going to do an episode where we have three to five of you join the conversation with us and ask us all questions that you have. So if you would like to be on this podcast with us, uh, send in your information to info at enlightenup.us and tell us why you want to be on the show and what kind of questions you would be asking. We're going to choose the winner uh, at the end of February. So we are looking forward to having you guys join us in our casual conversations on spirituality. So get your applications into us and we look forward to having you join our conversation. Before today, let's find out what Bianca had to share with Mike, Lisa and myself. Welcome back to Enlighten Up, everyone, and Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2018, and I am here with uh, my beautiful co-hosts, Lisa Watson and Michael Ronane. How are you two uh, doing? How is your New Year's? I'm doing great. So far, so good. One day into it, almost two. (laughs) Honestly, I don't even really care about the New Year's. I don't care about those dates. I'm just like glad to get the holiday crap over with. I know you're so (laughs) anti-holiday. Super (laughs) anti-holiday. Well, um, we're here. Also, we're joined by a guest. Uh, Her name is Bianca, and she is uh, a good friend of Lisa's, and she's kind of going through her own spiritual awakening uh, recently. Uh, Bianca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to be on this, but. Really nervous as well. <laughs> Don't be nervous. We're all friends. It's very casual. And uh, there's always the power of editing. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Um, no, I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we were we were, um, we were were talking about different show ideas. And Lisa had brought up that um, you had been experiencing some disconnect after kind of making this a spiritual connection and going through your awakening. And I've noticed that this is actually a really big issue for a lot of people as they start to kind of walk this path of awakening and, and, and start to connect more spiritually. Do you want to kind of fill the audience in and what, what's been going on with you? Sure. Um, so I started kind of going through this journey, listening to your podcast and I feel like I was kind of, on this wavelength a little bit in the last year or two, and maybe even a little bit before that. 
Um, and I read a lot of different books and things and really into quotes and just kind of always like lifting my spirits and things like that. Um, but this podcast kind of really jump started an entirely new, um, journey for me. Um, as I've been listening to the three of you and a lot of the guests that you've had on. So, um, I'd say in September, um, mid September is when I really started connecting and, and, being more aware of it. Um, that's, I think the biggest difference is just, I've been so aware of my emotions and so aware of other people's emotions that it's almost overwhelming. Um, like how aware I feel of everything, but, um, I'd Can say I, in the last, if I just back oh, there, I want to yeah. interject there and say that you came to Denver and you had mentioned just how connected you felt to the mountains that you had gone, you know, you went up to Breckenridge and Boulder and, I mean, I truly believe just with my own experience um, in Telluride and light language that there's something about the energy in the mountains that really um, moves you to a new place. And I, you know, I just kind of wonder if that's sort of what, you know, sparked or it was sort of a catalyst to, to this opening that you had besides the podcast. Yeah, I think there, there were a bunch of different things that had happened about two years ago now. Um, my boyfriend and I had gone out to California uh, we had a wedding and, but we decided to do a, a road trip and we had started in Tahoe and it was a really interesting experience being in Tahoe. I almost felt a little similar to how I did in Denver, but I wasn't quite aware of like what was going on at that point, but I had never been out there. My boyfriend was born out there. So we felt like super connected to being in Tahoe. So ever since then, we've talked about moving that way potentially or like moving west and we were considering Denver as well and we wanted to get out and visit you um so we made a trip out of it in September and yeah it was really powerful it was like how we kind of felt when we were in Tahoe um just being in the mountains I think being around your energy Lisa that was also a big a big thing for me um I don't know I was just it was such a positive weekend I just didn't want to leave and we went out there to see a um one of our favorite bands at Red Rocks too and that was just very overwhelming emotionally uh so I don't know just so many things were happening but yeah I definitely felt like just that environment was was really powerful so when you say that you are were just really aware of your emotions do you think that you are really starting to tap into how um empathic you were like that you are probably a very um, empathetic person and you're starting to tune into that level of empathy where it may not just be your um, emotions that you're feeling, but other people around you. Yeah. And I've definitely, I've always been like that, but I've never really been able to put it into words or kind of communicate it to people um, in terms of feeling like other people's emotions, my emotions, I don't know. And I've never, I've not always been good at controlling my emotions. Um, it's very easy for me to be very happy, but also very sad very quickly. Um, so I don't know, I experience a lot of emotions all the time and I have since I can remember. That's just who I am. But but yeah, I definitely, but being more aware of it, it's it's been interesting. It's been kind of like, oh, like I... I'm like, is this my energy or is it somebody else's energy? And I'm just so like, I'm more tapped into it. I don't know. And I, I'm able to communicate it a little bit better to myself. Um, not so much other people, but um, I don't know. It's just, 
Okay, so that's that answer your question? Yeah, that well, that's an interesting um, thing that you just said that you can't really communicate it to other people, and I don't think it's because you don't know how to explain it because I think you're doing a pretty good job right now, but um, (laughs) that you're afraid of how people are going to perceive what you're saying. Yeah, that's part of it, definitely. Uh, And that's a lot of what you guys talk about, too. Um, And how has that been for you, explaining Um, to your friends what's going on with you? I don't – there's only been, like, a few people that I've really tried to – it to but sometimes I jump in like I'll jump into a little bit about just how I'm feeling and kind of what I've been like reading and, and listening to and um just like very like surface level kind of discussion and then depending on how people like interact with me and react to it, it depends on like how I continue the conversation um but then it it I don't know sometimes it's almost like, oh, wow, that's, like, really cool. Like, And I know we talk about coincidences a lot and all of that stuff, um, but I think people tend to perceive it like that. Um, and there's been a lot of things since September that have happened that just have blown my mind um, in terms of just signs that I'm seeing and the kind of energy I'm feeling. But, yeah, that's, like, not something that's easy to communicate. <laughs> but I think people just kind of take it as... It's a more of a coincidence and like, oh, that's cool that that happened to you, but whatever, like, and, like they move Bri- on. I'm sorry. Like Brian and Michael. They say, <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's just a coincidence. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? You and your numbers. <laughs> I, still, I still think that's coincidence. Those numbers. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're starting to kind of understand that no, not no, all no, things no. are coincidence. I'm not starting to anything when it comes to numbers and that kind of stuff. No, but. I'm not. Okay, I know. But I'm saying like when it comes to coincidence, you're starting to realize that. Oh, every- some. Okay, I'll give some credit. And then they're also, they're also, the word coincidence exists for a reason. There are some coincidences in life. <laughs> so, Michael. After that episode with the numbers, I, I was those numbers appear at least what are your numbers like thir- like 34 or something and four, 333 and 444 yeah after I listened to that episode they appeared somehow and I don't remember um and I was staying in a hotel that night and for work and I got the room number 200 or something I'm like I have never had like room 200 it's always been like 201 or 211 but like I don't know I just thought it was really weird and then I think the week after I got another room and it was like 100. I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is really weird. And it happened right after that episode. Interesting. Yeah. Coincidence. So, coincidence, maybe. But. <laughs> well, zeros are known to amplify the energy of the number. So um, when you have more zeros, it's extra amplification. Mm. Interesting. Um, Michael, curious. Um you know, since this is kind of a new journey for you as well this year or last year, I should say, uh, what was like, were there any like struggles for you other than like wrapping your head around ideas um, that you were personally experiencing with like people in your lives or like how you were able to assimilate things? Uh, not really. Be- well, I don't really, I'm, I'm, fairly private with a lot of the stuff that I have because I have a lot of uh, superficial relationships in my life. So when I do talk to someone that I know I'm going to see in the next year or 10 years or 20 years, 
it does get a little interesting. Um, like even for example, like this past week, I was with my sister-in-law and brother, and my sister-in-law listened or tried to listen to one of our podcasts, but failed to finish it. And I don't think she was really impressed. And so it was like a little awkward at, at, at with that, but like, I didn't care. I, I mean, I didn't care. I mean, I cared about her opinion in a way, but like, I'm like at the same time, like, okay, well, if it's not for you, if it's not for you, I don't care. Um, so I kind of have a little bit of a thicker skin when it comes to if, if people accept me or not, I couldn't care less. And I think that's, uh, if, if, if Bianca, like what you're about to kind of like share with us is like you're, you're, you're worried or challenged with other people's thoughts. I've, I, for some reason lost care <laughs> yeah, yeah. on what people think, but I don't sit there and spout it out on the corner either on a soapbox. I mean, if people want to really know me genuinely, they can know these certain details in my life. If they're just passing through my life and the topic never brought, is brought up, uh, so be it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's times where it's awkward, but like for some reason, I love awkward situations. I love being awkward. I love <laughs> talking about awkward stuff. And I can be very opinionated, but like I will also be the person that could change my mind in 10 minutes, not 10 years. So, I mean, that's the way I kind of been going through for this past year. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because um, you're then a little bit of an anomaly, <laughs> which we already knew. But um, <laughs> there, like, so for instance, I uh, recently joined this Facebook group and um, it's like a spiritual awakening group. And um, there are a lot of people were posting about how alone they feel. Like one person wrote, I didn't realize how sad and lonely this waking up process would be. I didn't realize how much friend, my friends don't care about me. And I thought that was just really interesting because, you know, Lisa and I, we've, we've been kind of walking this path for decades at this point now. And, um, but when I think back to like when I first started, I did feel alone. I didn't know who I could talk to. I didn't know anyone who would even know about this kind of stuff. And it was like, as soon as I found someone, it's like I latched on to them for dear life and just like became a sponge for everything that they could tell me. To interject a bit, Nicole, I've always had you guys as my life jackets. So I never really had to go through what you guys are going through. So, I mean, I could talk to you about the craziest crap in the world and you'd be like, oh, that's, that makes sense. Or, oh, you actually listen to me. Uh, heartfelt. I don't know what it's like for you guys, all three of you guys for that matter, on what you have to deal with when you feel like you're the only one in the world that kind of is going through it at the time. Yeah, that's been kind of a nice blessing for you. It is a nice blessing. I mean, I can really say the most random shit to you guys and you'd be like, cool, whatever. Because <laughs> you know it's not weirder than what Lisa and I would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <we're> <laughs> That's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. That's what makes me smile every day. Well, So, Bianca, can I just ask what, you know, for our audience, what what are you going through right now as far as you know, you said you were kind of on a high when you got back from Denver and you were feeling good. But, you know, what is it that you're that you are feeling right now? Kind of. So I am experiencing that aloneness a little bit. Um, not so much feeling like 
people don't care about me or anything like that. It's just, I don't think people, I'm trying to stay positive about it and just kind of go through the motions and, and trust my energy and trust like how I feel because I do feel happy. And I think I mentioned this to you the other day, um, cause I was having a conversation with my best friend who has been my best friend for my entire life. And, um, and it kind of got like weird and a little dicey in terms of what we were talking about. And we were just referring to like another friend and another situation, but in terms of how I was approaching the situation, she couldn't really understand it. And she was like, well, you either want to do this or you want to do that. Um, I'm like, but that's either living in the past or living in the future. I'm like, I'm not really having any expectations of anything. And I just felt like I was living like absolutely in the present. And I'm like, that's just how I feel. But she couldn't understand that concept. Um, So those are the kind of situations that I've been struggling with because of the way that I'm approaching certain situations has changed um, that people don't quite understand it. And then that's what causes confusion and like the kind of questioning. But I don't know if I'm making sense. Like, I just feel like I'm being questioned in terms of why I'm doing like certain things a certain way. And when I try to explain why that's where it kind of becomes like a confronting kind of situation rather than a supportive situation. Yeah. That makes total, total sense to me. I mean, I felt that way when I first, you know, back when I was 17 years old and started reading The Course in Miracles. I mean, it totally flips your view of everything, you know, uh, and it it got, you know, to where you just couldn't really share it with anyone. Or if I did, I would get comments like, you know, you can't just go around with rose-colored glasses on all the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was the comment I used to get. And And it can be frustrating until you you know, like Michael said, he has us to talk to. So, well, you, and I've told you, you know, you can always talk to us, but, um, yeah, some things you just feel like I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to explain my view on this because I know this person isn't going to be able to understand. Right. And that's kind of what I feel like with almost everyone at this point. (laughs) Um, so it's like, it's weird. And even at work, I mean, I'm a super social person and like, I will talk to anybody. I will be friends with anybody. And even at work, probably in the last few months, it's like, I just don't really care to chat. Like I just, I'm just live. Cause I just feel like neg, a lot of negative energy. Um, and I'm not necessarily like the biggest thing that I've probably taken away from a lot of the stuff that you talk about is just not judging situations and not judging other people or myself. Um, and I try and like remind myself of that every single day. Um, and that's just kind of made me like retract from certain environments or situations, oh. not necessarily in a bad way, but it's just kind of, it's like, I just don't want to deal with it, but I'm okay with it. It's just not for me kind of thing. And yeah, it's just kind that, of, yeah, it's just a weird situation. That's amazing that you've been able to like, if the non-judgment thing is the one thing that you were able to grasp, like. That just makes me so happy inside that people are picking up on that because it's a huge it's it's a huge block for a lot of people. And so when yeah. you can start to kind of move away from that, it just it shifts so much for you. But I wanted to just kind of backwards into something that you talked about um, where you were talking about how like you open up and you goes it turns from support to confrontation. 
Mm -hmm. And the reason why this happens for people when they start trying to explain something that is beyond what other people can really grasp yet because they're not there, it's because you're beginning to challenge all of their beliefs and you're shaking their own personal foundations that they've built everything upon. And for that to come tumbling down is unacceptable for them because it's it's too scary and they just won't know what leg to stand on. In fact, they won't have any legs to stand on. And it's extremely scary for someone. They don't understand that's what's happening when it's when that's going on. But that's basically what's happening. And so in order to preserve uh, their own self, they have to come out now and put it back on you. So right. and that's why it becomes confrontational. That makes sense. Yeah. So sure. um, when when we can understand that that's what's going on, like when for all of our listeners, if this is happening to you where you're starting to uh, wake up to certain things or you're 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 wanting to challenge old beliefs and open up to new ones. When you start having these discussions with people you care about or maybe their coworkers or just, you know, acquaintances, um, if someone's not at that consciousness level yet where they're able to open up and see beyond the limitations that they've been living in and, and still they're, they're rooted in their old constructs, then it's your, your, you talking about your thoughts and ideas no longer are about you. It's about them. And you've now turned from their yes person into their no person. And you're, it's, it's, you're shaking everything that they've, um, built their foundation upon. So uh, it's that's very interesting to observe. It definitely is, for sure. And, and I'm noticing it with a lot, lot of people, people who are my best friends, but when you think you connect with them on so many levels and then suddenly you feel this huge disconnect, it's just a very, it is, it's very interesting to kind of see it play out. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, you know, when, I mean... I, you know, we all go through these different phases of growing up and all that. You know, I used to be involved with friendships where there was a lot of drama and drama was the big fuel. And and, and to be honest, it was our entertainment. We used drama as like, you know, how we'd have fun and, you know, whether it was like creating drama or feeding off of someone else's drama or, you know, anything like that. And when you start to kind of shift away from that and realize how destructive it is and that that's not really where you want to be, you want your energy com- being filtered into or even receiving that, you start to not only see the destruction, but you feel it. It doesn't feel good anymore and it doesn't feel right. And you may not know why it doesn't feel right yet, but you just know you don't want to be around it. And it's it's hard because you care for these people. They're, you know, they're people that you most likely love and spend a lot of time with. But it's you you don't like the feeling that you're getting when you're having these interactions. And so it becomes like a push pull of like, but I still love you, but I don't want to interact this way. And it's how do you communicate that with someone without kind of offending them? Right. Yeah. It's definitely tricky. And it's all because of the energy, you know, your energy and your vibration is rising and there's isn't. So there's that disconnect, but you will be attracted. We talked about this the other night, you know, other people will start to come into your life, you know, like, you know, like this podcast and us and, you know, where you'll, you will be guided to and attracted to people of your own energy match. I kind of wonder, Michael, you know, since you've been on this show and obviously, you know, things have shifted 
for you. You know, how has it been for you with with your friends and have you made new friends at all or are you experiencing the same thing that Bianca's experiencing? Um, <laughs> making new friends. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make new friends so well, eh? No, I don't know how to make new friends. I feel like I need to go back to school for that. Uh, as far as like um, losing friends, I, I well, you know, I think we all, no matter, even if you're not spiritual, even if you guys don't go into what we're talking about, I think we all, as humans, go into in and out of certain relationships where when I was 25, my best friend group is completely different than when I was 35. Um, and I could say when I was, I could easily say, and I know I could say this at 25, oh my gosh, I'm going to be best friends with you for the rest of my life. And it didn't work out or it didn't happen. And it's not because of at the time it wasn't because of like let's say spiritual awakenings this is because life happens you know and and with distance and all that kind of stuff uh that happens when you with you know if you move you have a different job you get married i mean i lost more friends from getting people getting married than anything uh so it's like i don't really worry about keeping friends when i have them (laughs) Mainly because, like, like I said in the last podcast, I mean, sometimes I look at friends as like, this is this may be just a temporary thing. I hope it's not. I hope you know when I'm 72 years old, I'm high fiving you for some odd reason. But you know, <laughs> that doesn't happen. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to enjoy being part of your life at that current state. And that's the way. I mean, like I look at uh, you, Lisa, and Nicole, as like being really great friends of mine. And I really do genuinely hope you're in my life for the rest of my life. However, if I wake up 20 years from now and haven't talked to you both for like five or six years, it wouldn't surprise me, sadly. Uh, I, like I said, I, you know, I hope that doesn't happen, but that's just kind of, to me, how life works. So I don't know if it needs to be tied into like a spiritual awakening that keeps people detracted from you or, or, or attracted to you. I think it's just how life works. Well, okay. So one of the things that happens, though, it wasn't just about you moving away, which can is definitely a factor, but your value system changes as you grow up, right? So things that you valued as a teenager, you don't value the same way when you're like, say, in your 30s or 40s. Um, and, 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 and as you, like, I'm assuming, cause I'm not there yet, but like you in your 60, 70, you value other things that you didn't value when you're say like our age. And so, um, I feel like it's, it, you know, it's a value system that changes and the value system can change within like a spiritual sense or it can, it can be, um, just on a personal level. Can, it can be a work Can I thing. give you like an analogy, Nicole, that kind of makes sense to me at least? Yeah, Maybe of course. Too- Please. I see it a lot, I mean, and I, and for the audience, I listen. I work with a lot of women, and I see a lot of women that go from party wild animal girls to all of a sudden they have a child, and they are completely different, completely different. The most wholesome people, all of a sudden, born again Christian, all that kind of stuff, and you know, just that part of their life changes them. That could happen when they're twenty three. That could happen when they're thirty three. But, like, I think it takes sometimes life-altering events to change people. And, you know, a life-altering event changed myself, in my opinion, that, that made me more into a certain type of people I want to hang out with. And, and so that's the kind of the way I feel. It's like, I just don't expect lifelong friendships to be lifelong friendships because you went to high school with them. 
you have to like look at people like what do they what do you bring to their lives what do they bring to yours and that genuine connection well i think your whole um attitude of non-attachment is refreshing and i think that's you know it some people may say it's a form of protection but really um having non-attachment is one of the most loving things to do and I think, you know, life, life altering events definitely are huge triggers for shifts within people. And it's actually something that I believe we um, that before we incarnate into this lifetime, we've set up and knowing that, you know, this event is going to be something that can trigger us to shift um, or alter the way we choose to live our life and and have that awakening in whatever way, whether it's spiritual or anything else, you know, just some sort of awakening. I think what the non-attachment, it makes me think about living in the now, you know, like what Bianca was saying is you're just choosing to live in the now and embracing that more. And that brings non-attachment to things, whether it be friends or anything else. You're not trying to hold on to anything or recreate the past or set your future up. You know, you're just enjoying the now. I think that's really important. That's definitely what just kind of the conversation I was trying to have with my friend the other night um, about one of our other friends because we kind of had a falling out over the summer and didn't talk for a few months. And then he reached out and like wanted to get together and. Like I had kind of, this was like right after Denver when I was like, you know what? I just don't want to judge people and don't want to like, if he has something to say, he has something to say and I'm just going to like take it for what it is, but not expect anything out of him either. And, um, and that's what my other friend couldn't really understand. And I was just like, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what he has to say. I have no attachment to it. Like I'm not, I don't need an explanation from him and I don't need to hope that he's changed or made better decisions. It's more of just if he has something to say, I'm willing to listen kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of how I was trying to explain, I, like, being present. I will say some Bianca, what you're saying with the non-judgment, if it's anything that I learned from this podcast, and for that matter, Nicole and Lisa, that has changed my life. Not it judging. really has. The, the non-judgment thing has just opened up so much joy in my world because I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's like it's not that I couldn't care less. Thought. I have empathy, obviously. However, it's like you know, if they judge me, eh, whatever. And and I find myself sometimes in my mind judging people, and I'm like, no, Michael. And like I inevitably smack my wrist in my mind, like don't do that. And and like that has helped me out at least so much. I'm not gonna call it like a transition or an, or an awakening or whatever. I just call it like a really good lesson learned in life. I would agree so, with you. That's totally changed a lot for me. It's so freeing. It is. It's, it is. I, yeah. It's one of the most freeing things when and you, you know, stop. You know, Lisa, I think when we when we go through the first twelve years of school, all we feel as children is being judged. All we feel as children is being judged by our parents, being judged by a teacher, being judged by the whole curriculum. And I think we as humans, unfortunately, with our current system just come out of in our 20s going, holy crap, everybody's judging us. And we're supposed to judge everyone else. It's what you're taught to do. I've mentioned this before with my kids in homeschooling. It's one of the things that I really noticed about them when they got to be in their young teens 
was how non-judgmental they were. And just, I think, keeping them away from that judgment, they were allowed to just be who they were, and they were allowed to let other people just be who they were. And it was really, it was one of the most satisfying moments of my life when I realized that homeschooling had produced this in my children. You know, it made me so happy. I'm like, I, this was not something that I set out to do, but, but wow. I mean, it's great. Yeah. You know, you know okay. So Michael, you're, you may, I mean, that's such a great point to bring up about the whole schooling system and, and how like the whole time we're in school, we're constantly being judged or judging. And the the teaches it's not it, it teaches us to judge but it also teaches us to seek outside of ourselves for approval and I think that's what you're talking about when you say you don't care is that you're no longer seeking outside of yourself for that approval all you care about is how you feel about yourself and if you're if you're good and you can look at yourself in the mirror and feel good about you that's what matters the most because you're the one who's living in your body and, and and having to live with your actions and um you know words that you speak and all of that so I think that's like part of it as well is that when you move away from the whole non-judgment, well, you do stop judging yourself, but it also feeds into that whole like, well, I don't need to constantly seek outside of myself for this approval anymore because it's clearly not helping me. Correct. I still work on that. You know, I, I mean, I think it's just something that it's just a reminder of every day, just that I have everything I need right here, <laughs> you know? I don't need anybody to confirm anything for me. It just what I do and how I feel and going inside myself is the only thing there is and the only thing I need. Everything else is just a bonus, you know, if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other people, you know, and your interactions with them obviously, you know, are great. and um, But... But not needing it is a lot different. Yeah. And not and not seeking it. No. And I and I I'm Michael, I'm fully not attached to needing to hang out with you when I'm 70. However, I am putting the intention out there that I plan on doing tequila shots with you when we're 70. So I know according to the last podcast, we will slowly drift away. <laughs> what what are you talking about? No, we're not. No, yeah, you're you're vibing up and I'm Oh, because of what, Michelle, the power of 10. They didn't say yeah. that. Yeah, we talked about this in the last podcast. I know, but that's not uh, what they my said. My biggest worry is I'm going to lose Lisa and Nicole because you guys are like in some sort of high cloud vibe and I'm just sitting here on the ground like 3D world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's happening. a valid point, though. I mean, that truly is a valid point. And I, and, you know, and I'm sure Bianca can probably um, relate to this as well. You start to feel like, you know, your closest relationships, as you start having this awakening, it's a little bit scary. You're like, okay, you know, if you have a boyfriend or best friends or just whomever, you start getting like, you know, are they, am I going to be able to relate with these people anymore? Like how, like far (laughs) away from each other are we going to get? Let's just pick on you if you are open to share. Sure. Has it changed your relationship with your boyfriend? Um. So I think, so yes and no. Um, it's like changed both of us, I guess. But I mean, we, <laughs> my boy, my boyfriend's name is Mitchell. Um, 
so I feel like it's easier to just call him by his name. Um, but he, we met pretty randomly. Um, and shortly after we met, we, he was telling me a lot about like the law of attraction and things like that. And I was like, huh, like never heard these terms before. And, but they were all kind of things that I had practiced or kind of how I lived my life in a sense. So I picked up on them very quickly and that's when I kind of started reading a lot about it. And we were super connected in that sense. Um, and we've had an awesome relationship. Um, but I'd say, yeah, in the last couple of months, I was starting to not feel connected to him or a lot of other people. Um, and we, we had a conversation. It was kind of it's like, what's going on here? Like, we've been together for over four years. So it's one of those things where I'm like, is it just this is like how it is now, like, I don't know, like the honeymoon phase is over kind of thing, or like, what, like, why do I feel so disconnected? So I told him that. And, um, then one day we had a conversation. I think I I had listened to some, one of your podcasts or was reading a book or something. And I'm like, I think that he might just not be on the same frequency frequency as me. And he is super busy with work and has stuff like his own stuff going on. I was like, are you like, how do you feel? Like, I just feel like our vibrations are off. And um, yeah, like, it, I think that definitely changed things. And it took kind of a, it was like kind of a little off for a little while. And we were just trying to like figure it out. But um, yeah, that was definitely something that was, that affected us for sure. Um, but kind of having that intention as well, like, well, you want to be with this person this makes sense to me, but I just need to figure out how to like connect again. And I think that's something that we've been trying to figure out. Um, how, how does the, um, how does the whole understanding of, you know, you saying like, maybe we're just not on the same frequency. Like, how does that feel for you? And that's an idea that could be explaining what's going on between you. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, that's what makes me feel like I'm aware of my feelings and aware of my emotions and and it doesn't necessarily make me feel like positive or negative it's just kind of like okay like I'm realizing like where I'm at and now it's we have to figure out like how we can both be there together or how like how that's going to shift like our momentum moving forward kind of thing so it just kind of helps you make sense of it a little bit more yeah for sure um and it took a like even going through all of this, it took a while to kind of figure that part out too. And to realize that, wait a minute, like we've always been so connected. So what's the difference here? And then I was like, well, maybe I am like feeling very different, like going through this and I'm in a totally different mindset. Um, and I, I don't think he was quite there yet. And he, he understands it for sure. Um, but I think just having, being able to like communicate that and have that conversation was helpful in itself. Okay. Um, I don't think if, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 go for it. I don't think I, okay. So Bianca's boyfriend is my nephew. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we're friends. Um, and Mitch came to visit me. Gosh, I guess it's been like maybe five or six years ago now. And one of my first visits from one of my nieces or nephews, which was great. And that was when I was still married to my ex-husband. And, you know, and I've been on this spiritual journey since I was 17 years old. But 
you know, my ex-husband wasn't really into a lot. It was just, it was hard to practice what I really wanted to practice. And, and Mitch is actually like one of the reasons or, or he was a catalyst to re-sparking this um, awakening in me because he was really into the law of attraction and just about creating your own life and just I'm sorry guys what is the law of attraction You're, like you, attracts I'm, like well, yeah so if you put out positive oh. thoughts and energy then you're going to receive positive stuff back it's just about it's about vibration basically and okay. about energy I, and, I just had to catch up with this term that you guys are using um what's the what's the famous book the um the secret the secret yeah the secret oh, i had the heard... book that all the girls read yeah i, I haven't even heard, heard of that it book. mitch mailed it to me like after he left he <laughs> sent it to I me only, as... only girls read that i am blown away today that <laughs> <laughs> he sent it to me as like a thank you for you know me hosting him while he was here and um yeah and so i read that and it really did you know spark in me again to start you know, I'm like, oh, I know this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, Lisa, you know this stuff. Like, I need to get back into this. And, and so, you know, he, he really did, he really did help me. And, um, you know, because he has that foundation in him already, I can see, you know, you know, why him and Bianca were attracted to each other in the beginning. But, you know, that foundation, I think, is there. He's, he already has it. So whether you guys get a little bit away from each other, um, for a little bit, I can see that, you know, there's, he's open to, to that type of talk, you know, vibration and energy. And he understands the law of attraction. He's not, he, it's not like you're with someone who's like my ex-husband, who's completely like, yeah, we're not going there. Yeah. He's so supportive of it. And I mean, he's definitely sparked a lot of that in me as well. Um, but I think the transition that happened, like Mitch was kind of always, a little bit ahead of me in terms of understanding a lot of these concepts, but doesn't necessarily like he, he's more into like the science of it. Um, and like the universe and, and that kind of energy, but not, I'm like more on like the, I go by how I feel kind of thing. Yeah. He's um, in his head. I don't You're really like... want to read about the science necessarily. Yeah. Um, right. but he, so I think what happened was like, he was kind of always a little bit ahead of me in terms of understanding a lot of this. And then I've had this like major shift in the last few months that like just, and I've been really into it. So I've been reading a lot about it too, not just kind of like living it, but read like really like getting into it. And that's kind of, I don't know, pushed me even further ahead. But I think what happened was like, I, I kind of am now, leading him in a sense yeah you've in terms of some of this so i think that shift kind of was like wait what's happening here <laughs> like this isn't how it's always been yeah you so know, i think that just takes time like figuring out you've tipped the scales of balance and so i think like part of the struggle there is which happens a lot in relationships um so like this isn't just for you and and, and mitch but um uh which 
Okay, sorry, I just, this is a total side note. Don't mean to be distracted, but it's funny that his name is Mitch and we've got Michael on the show and he goes by Mitch on his Facebook. So I just... Oh, really? <laughs> I do. I mean, every time you say Mitch, I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> oh that's so funny. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, the so what's happening is there's been a kind of a, a, a tip in the scales of, I don't, and I, when I say this, I mean in a very respectful way, but of power... Okay, so especially if he's in his mind and he's been the leader, it's a very hard position for someone who's in a leader to then be led. So I think that might be where some of the issues lie. Um, And it's an adjustment period. So um, so that I think is part of the the struggle as well. But, you know. I just want to touch, you know, Michael, you talked about the book, The Secret, and how, like, it's a book that all girls wear, uh, read. And I just want to say that, you know, because we're, let's talk about this like attracts like. Um, this year, I have been introduced to so many woke men who are, like, blowing my mind at how consciously awake they are and how many things I'm learning from them. And I, and it's just amazing because, you know, l- for the majority of my life, it's always been the women who are kind of leading the pack. And it's so refreshing and so relieving to see so many men really kind of stepping into this, um, this awakening and expanded consciousness and voicing, using that and voicing it out to the world. Because there are a lot of men out there who are, um, having great ideas and concepts and breaking down old constructs and really challenging people's minds. So I just want to put that out there for all of our male listeners that, you know, (laughs) we know we got some woke ones out there. Michelle Paisley Reed spoke about that or, or um, her, her husband did about how, you know, it's always been called women's intuition and men, you know, haven't really been allowed. It hasn't been, socially acceptable for them to talk about that kind of, you know, to use Michelle's word, like woo woo sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. So but I it's, think it's becoming more acceptable and not only that, but the men are starting to talk about it in a less airy fairy way, you know, because men are more tend to be more left brain and they use their mind um, in that more analytical way typically not not always but um and and women more go from the feeling sense like you just said like the intuition the description the use of words is different when men describe things versus women and it's very interesting to hear the male perspective being spoken and the words the verbiage that they're using and it's very refreshing and very like there's there is science behind it but then there's there's a lot of they're using very powerful words, I find, that um, and very succinct, like to the point, like it's not a long descriptive thing. Like they're really getting their ideas into very um, well-constructed uh, sentences that drive home the power of whatever it is that they're trying to convey very quickly. And that's been also an interesting observation I've been making. And I love it. I got to say. Think it's sexy. Yeah, Mitchell's <laughs> so good at communicating a lot of this. I'm like, can you just write down what you just said? <laughs> He's always been really good at communicating it to me. Um, even when we first started dating, yeah. he um, everything he would say just made like perfect sense. 
Um, so it's interesting that you say that because he he definitely communicates a lot of these concepts very clearly, and I'm just like stumbling over my words half the time. <laughs> yeah, I was well, he's very I was the same smart, way. and he's just yeah. he's very smart, and he's such a I adore him. I mean, he's just <laughs> such a sweet, gentle soul too that he makes you feel just warm being around him, and yeah. like he's really listening to you, and he's compassionate and he cares, and yeah, he's just he's a you've got yourself a great guy. <laughs> he's pretty great <laughs> i'm gonna keep him around <laughs> yay mitchell all right yeah. <laughs> um so oh i just had a thought and now it's left my mind shoot well when you were talking about um like kind of when we were mentioning like the whole judgment thing i think that's one of the other struggles that i've had is interacting with like being aware of how much other people judge people and themselves. And that's been a disconnect for me as well. Like just having conversations where people like, it's just full of judgment and uh, I don't even know another word for it, but you you just want to like stop them or like, I think you might be going through the same thing that I go through Bianca, which is like when I'm looking around at the, let's say I'm a a group of quasi friends and I'm looking around going, Holy crap. Eight out of eight out of ten of these, I just don't even want to hang around ever because of the way they're talking, the way they're judging, the way they're just going crazy on everything. And then you go like, even like on, and, and unfortunately we, we live in a social media world where you go online and like it's pure, like ninety nine point nine percent judgment on social media. Yeah. And it's like it just sick. It does sicken the soul to see. Yeah. It. And like, sure. you know, I have my views. However, when I see people that are that believe on my views attack other people that are on the quote unquote opposite views, it pisses me off. It pisses me off because I'm like, why the hell are you guys judging them so bad? And they're like supposedly on my team. And it's like it just makes me feel like my views are not right because they are so judgmental. But, you know, it's, that's just. I think that's just how, unfortunately, the world we live in right now. I think this is – if you want to look at our individual ways of awakening, if you guys want to use that term, I'm, I'm not a really big fan of that term, but, like, if you guys want to use the term awakening and an individual process, I think the world, in a way, is awakening to a lot. And during this awakening, if you want – the people are going to really take the extreme on the judgment button. They're going to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. I mean, have we I, had have we had a more hated president right now, ever in the United States, besides the previous president? <laughs> I was going to say, just keep amping it up. Is my opinion. We just keep amping up the judgment. We keep amping up the the hate, and it's like I feel like there's going to be a climax eventually to this all this stuff. I heard this analogy, and and for some reason, I think it might have been from you, Michael, but. It's like being around, you start to feel like a non-smoker around smokers. Yeah. You know, when you're yes. around yeah. a bunch of people and then they're just talking drama or judgment or, and you're standing there like, yeah, I just got to get away from the smoke. Like, this just doesn't feel right. Right, but you used to smoke. You used to smoke. That's a problem. Exactly. <laughs> so, so there's you, a little thing in your body that says, oh, I can join them and I probably could be okay and really get off on that cigarette. But no, you're like, no. Get, walk away, get away from 
Yeah, but I, and I think that there's, I read, maybe I read an article or something. I, I know I've, I've, I'm remembering this from somewhere. Someone described it as being like a non-smoker, but that you can just either change the conversation or walk away, you know, instead of, you know, being party to it or whatever. But sometimes I find when I'm around people who are just speaking about judgment of others, I, I just find a very, you know, sleek sort of way of just changing the subject into something totally different, like, you know, about the weather some sporting event or something, you know, to where you just get off of that topic. Yeah, it sends the message without having to say it. <laughs> yeah, and then you're not really, you're not engaging in the negativity, but you're also, you know, it's important not to judge them for being judgmental. You were once there, you know, we exactly. were all once exactly. there. That's so it's heart. not right of us to judge them just because we've decided to quit smoking and we realize it's a healthier way of life and that's what we want to do now. We're not going to condemn all the people who are still smoking. You know, they'll get there when they get there and when they decide that they want to be healthier and, you know, live a more joyful, happy life, then they'll, they'll go there. So, you know, the, it's a great opportunity. It's like a little test for you not to judge. <laughs> like, okay, they're judging everyone, but I'm not going to judge them for judging <laughs> which is right? like yeah it, I, mean, like, that, I, yeah. I understand you completely so it, just, it may not make sense when it comes to, like spitting it out in words but like i know exactly what you're talking about it's a real thing and and you know not i'm to, so not happy to, judge to people have who are judging which is the hardest thing to do i'm so happy <laughs> to have bianca on our show and just be able to talk about these things because you know these are the day-to-day -day realities of you know becoming a more enlightened person or Bianca, way, whatever me, you want to call it. Bianca, let me ask you, what is your biggest fear or worry in the future? Um, I'm very fearful of death. <laughs> really? Interesting. Nicole and Lisa are like set with <laughs> me. Yeah. I'm like, on your, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm not too happy about this. <laughs> I'm like, I, and I'm trying that like part of this process too is like made me reevaluate that a little bit, but I'm very fearful of like people like that I love passing away more so than me, but like also me, like I'm very like, I don't know. I'm also someone that doesn't watch the news, but partially because I like have nightmares about everything that's going on. But, um, I just, I like, I'm a very like worried person sometimes. Um, and that's not necessarily, but like, yeah, death is definitely like a big fear what, of mine, but what about death scare is scary to you? I think I just like, I don't know. I, I think, it's more of just, like, I'm an emotional person, so, like, the thought of, like, losing someone is, like, emotional to me. It's, like, very heavy. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I don't really know how to explain it. But I, I've always, like, been like that. YOLO I've always been afraid to, like, lose people. Bianca, are you a YOLO girl? I can be. I wouldn't say, like, I'm running down the streets, like... No, no, no. Like, YOLO means, like, but... there's only, you only got one life on this on this planet. Where uh, our our co-hosts, Lisa and Nicole, have thousands. Yes, <laughs> maybe um, not thousands. <laughs> I guess I've actually not reconsidered that terminology since this process started for me. But see, I feel like because I have always been like that. Yeah, like live your life to the fullest. But then sometimes I forget that in a day to day. Yeah, I'm you still should live your life to the All of them. All the yeah. Life. To live they should all be lived to the full i guess i'm not quite there yet in terms of 
Lisa, you are the living more than once. If you live life to the fullest. Oh, here's a line of coke. Let me live life to the fullest. How is that living life to the fullest? How is that? I don't know. Interesting. Live life to the fullest. You're really telling people do everything that makes you feel wonderful and great. Why is cocaine on that list? Yeah, that would be on my list. As an analogy, (laughs) don't get me wrong. I'm just like saying, you say live life to the fullest. People will say, oh, I should do this line of coke. Or that line of boys. Well, if that's what they really want to do and they really want to experience cocaine, then, yeah, I say do it. I mean, if that's what you really want to do and you feel like you'd be missing out, then you should try it. What's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, well, there I'm over here as my fear of death, but. Uh, yeah, no, like. A line of cocaine. Do that line of coke. No problem. I'm curious, Michael, why is it then when you have this idea in your head where it's like, just do what you want, let you go to like a dark place. Like, it's not like, you know, like do the most joyful thing in your heart that like really just lifts you up. Like quit your job and backpack across, you know, South America. Yeah. A line of cocaine. (laughs) Oh my goodness. See, see, okay. That's the problem. You guys think the most joyful thing in my heart. First of all, I'm not using the word joyful and heart in the same sentence. On most of the things I do every day. No, I know, but when you're talking about living your life to the fullest, that's what I would think. Like, is that you'd want to live from like your joy, like what makes you so joyful in your heart. But Don't, you know, not like living but, out of fear. Yeah, but you know, like maybe someone that's what someone wants to do, and like Lisa says, do whatever it is that you need to do, because who knows what way your path is supposed to go? Like we just don't know. I mean, if that's truly something like you feel like I've always wanted to do cocaine, like I just want to know what it feels like. And I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people feel that way. But, you know, if that were a thing, then I mean, experience it. We're here to experience things. So I'm not saying become a drug addict, but unless that's really something you want to experience, I'm sure it would happen for you. But that doesn't sound like a choice someone's going to make. You know, I really want to be a homeless person and just, you know, get addicted to meth. And <laughs> I think I'll try that. There's <laughs> a. Well, wait, wait, wait. Actually, actually, it is a choice, Lisa. Um, it's just not a conscious choice in the way that people assume you make that choice. Agreed. Yes, yeah. I, I realize that. I. Yes, it might be a choice, but you don't know you're consciously making it. Yeah. For sure. Everything we do is a choice. So, okay, so fear is like, uh, sorry, death is your biggest fear, Bianca. Yeah, well, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a very, I don't know. I don't really think about, I've always been like one of those very cautious people. Like, I never played a single sport that like I could get hurt in. Um like, things like that, I'm just, like, very cautious, but I'm also, like, the first person that will, like, I don't know, like, I'll just move to another city on a whim, like, and I've done it, like, I, with, like, you, no money, kind of, like, uh, yeah, I'll just, like, pick up and do things, so I don't know, I think, I don't really think about, I just avoid things that, like, maybe scare me a little bit too much, and I just move on and say it's not for me, and don't really think about what I'm afraid of, necessarily, it's, like, not something I think about often. It's good. Kind of, except for death. But not really. I, I try not to think about it. 
I used to be afraid, not of myself dying, but I used to have this fear of my children dying. And I've realized that only recently, like maybe in the past like six months, that I am no longer afraid of that. Well, that's good. I'm not I'll sure. I'll miss some of your tips on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I, if I could put into words how that came about, but I think it, it's just letting go kind of what we talked about earlier about letting go of an attachment of an outcome for certain things and just living in the now and not really thinking about the future too much or what is going to make me happy if this happens and I'll be happy sort of thing, you know, and I've, le- I've learned to let go of that and just really be present to where I just don't feel worried or scared about really anything anymore. Yeah, I think that that's, that whole concept has definitely helped me. Like, I have, I am strangely, like, more aware of, like, how I feel about death. Like, it actually is something – it's interesting that you're bringing this up because it is something that I have thought about. I'm like, huh, like, I don't feel as, like, stressed I'm out. Or Bianca, yeah, I'm sorry. Just, I'm curious, really. How old are you? Or you don't have to really <laughs> – I'm 28. You give me a range. You're 28, okay. 28. Oh, yeah. That's a good time to start thinking about that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of when I did. I just want to about... say that it's not a coincidence that it got brought up tonight. No, I was just going to say. Oh, that. what? 28 means what, guys? No, not the actual <laughs> number. Okay. Yeah. About her talking about how she feels about death. And she had been thinking about it. It's not a coincidence. Oh, that we, yeah. That, I, that's mean, interesting. I, I think as humans, don't we all think about it? Like, I think about it like 15 times an hour. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's supposed to be sex. For you, it's yeah, death. I might think about <laughs> sex 15 times. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Unfortunately, I lost that a long time ago and <laughs> repulsed it to the female community. But no, I, I think about death a lot. Interesting. Well, that explains your visitors. <laughs> but I don't think about death as a, like a good or a bad thing. I just think death, death is like, well, okay, you got to understand the industry that I'm from. The industry that I'm from, it's all about trying to stay as young as possible. Yeah, that's true. You're in the anti-aging and so, business. And so I'm always anti-aging. trying to research and teach and learn new ways of staying young. And that's why like, the majority of my friends really have no idea how old I am because I don't really care about age. I, I don't look at, just like New Year's, I don't look at, oh, there's a calendar event that how many times have we run around this fireball in the sky makes me feel like I'm a different person no I, I don't I just look at like this is our life and and I don't feel I, I feel I feel like I'm younger than people that are younger than 10 years quote unquote than me and I might be equal to people that are older than 10 years than me and so it's like I just enjoy trying to figure out cool ways of avoiding aging which ultimately aging is the disease that leads to death. Okay, so that you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point because the actual act of birthdays and saying you're, say, 36 years old um, is an act, actually ages us. And so I, I learned this, and that's why when I turned 40 nice. last year, I said it's my 40th trip around the sun because I want my life to be a vacation. <laughs> 
So it's it's and it, and it completely shifts the mind into think and out of this aging process where you're getting older to like I'm on a continuous vacation and I'm just yeah, going you know, around. Yeah, you're on a cruise ship that keeps going around the world. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So the, these these are things that actually age us and they're programmed in us specifically to assist in the aging process. Um, so it's just something for like our listeners to be aware of that, you know, when you're celebrating your birthday, uh, celebrate it, enjoy it, but don't say I'm X years old. Say it's my X trip around the sun because that's true. And uh, it's it turns everything into um, a vacation. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's all in how we think about things and how we've been programmed. It definitely is. It definitely. Okay, so Michael, um, why are you a YOLO person? I just don't really have any kind of, you know, I need a little bit of data. I need a little bit of, I'm not going to say proof because it's a hard thing to press when it comes to these kind of subjects, but just something that makes my internal gut say, this is, this is absolutely correct. And I just don't have that yet. I know you guys do, meaning you and Lisa, Nicole and Lisa, but I am not there yet. I, I, you guys talk about, and I think this will come up in future podcasts about, you know, living many lives before and maybe it's narcissistic of me to think that I like to think that I'm on my own. They I broke the mold when they made I, Michael. I, I don't, I don't have another entity named Mitch or Michael or whatever out there uh, that I don't have, I didn't live in the 1700s or the 700s or whatever. So, I just like to think that I'm just living this experience at the time that it was given to me as a as as, as like a beautiful one piece of art, okay. not like a multiple replication of art. Question then, do you believe, then you don't believe that you have a higher self? I believe I have a soul, which people, which I might think is what you guys are referring okay, to. As okay, okay. So you believe you have a soul. So what happens to your soul when you die? Well, that is the mystery of the current world that I live in. But I'm not sitting there saying, "Oh, I'm going to go straight from death to some random woman's womb." I'm, I just think that I feel like. Well, There's that's not, something. yeah, that's not how it happens, so. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that it's we a random be. woman's womb. I just had, had to repeat that, I'm sorry. I mean, literally, that's what you guys are saying, though. Reincarnation, what is that? Yeah, but it's not like you die that's and random. you're instantly in someone else's womb. <laughs> I choose the womb. Okay, okay, again, you guys are trying to say, okay, but my point is this. I don't necessarily believe in going into another different life as a different person or whatever. I just don't have any gut feeling why I should believe that. I know you guys do. And I respect the hell of that. And okay. No, friends, okay. Okay. But like, okay. Let's, let's work through this for a second. We're still friends. <laughs> We're still friends. For now. What? Oh, so. Um... <laughs> oh, believe me, Lisa, it, it, with all the crap you guys have said, if we're not friends by now, we're going to be, uh, there's nothing you could say that we would divide us. <laughs> so, okay. What would be the point of living 50, 60, 70, 80 years? Some people, 
a day. Like some babies are not even like a day old and they pass away. So what would be the purpose if you're never to come See, back? I, I, I'm not there with the idea that we have to have a purpose. Well, there, there, everything in this world is not random. It's all orchestrated. So there has to be a purpose. I, yeah, I, to and I appreciate your belief in that, but like, I'm just not there yet. Well, science has proven that there's nothing random. So there is a there is a divine orchestration. I that's, that's what I like to call it, but like science has other words for it. You know, so what would be the reason for someone to live one day and then never come back again? Been a question on my mind for years. Food? And it still is a question in my mind. And unfortunately, even after our 28 podcast is still a very big question on my mind. Well, food for thought. Bianca, bring you in <laughs> this conversation. What are you what do you think? <laughs> I struggle with this a little myself, but I'm not total I don't know. Some of the stuff that's happened on this podcast has really made me believe otherwise in some ways, but I'm not really I'm not really there yet either with like, Boom. Ten, I think, I think the big, I think one of the biggest struggles I had that you talked about on one of your episodes was that we could be like, our soul could be in two different people on this earth. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that's a, that's that a, is like very, very, yeah, yeah that's, for me that's very difficult. That's a very difficult one. Trust me. Yeah. Um, um but <clears throat> I don't, I don't know. You know what? I think the the most important thing is, is that it doesn't matter whether you believe in reincarnation or not. It's that your mind is open to all possibilities. And that's what allows for the new ideas to come in, the new thoughts, the change in beliefs, if that's what happens. You know, that's how the mind evolves and grows is that you stay open and now you're open to receiving all these new insights. And that's how like you have your shifts throughout life and it doesn't necessarily mean that one day you're going to believe in reincarnation it could be that you decide you don't and but you've opened your mind to allow all this new stuff to come in which usually comes in through experience and i think that's what's the most important thing i would agree with that so i i you know the thing is nicole who the frick cares if i lived 80 times before or lived nothing before I have this experience. For some reason, according to you guys, we grow up with amnesia if we did believe in what you guys believe in. And if I grew up with amnesia, then why am I struggling to try to figure out my life if I'm not supposed to really know my previous lives? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It, it so makes it's sense. Like, but... It's like if, if reincarnation happens, it, also, it would be a pleasant surprise. However... <laughs> I'm not really putting a lot of dollars in it, and nor do I need to because no, you're right. You're this right. This life, I have this life. No, you're I, absolutely I, I right. I have a twin soul out there, according to our last podcast or whatever. But like, I'm not worried about it. I don't really care about it. No, I I completely agree with you in the sense that it allows you to really stay in this present moment and just enjoy 
the the life that you're in right now, whether it's one of many or the one and only. And uh, so I completely agree with you on that. It's just when you know that that's not what the case is. <laughs> when you know, but how do you, how do you know really, Nicole? How do you really know besides of what other people have told you? Have you experienced yes. anything beyond the realm yes. of, super, uh, that, of of just nature? That says, oh, yeah, I've lived on this earth many times before. Yes, I've had past life recollections. <laughs> A lot of dreams, too, myself. No, not dreams. Okay. Well, Maureen St. James is going to, you know, she reads Akashic Records, and I'm excited. Yeah, okay, I'm very curious about that podcast to come up, but, like, we'll see. See, like see yeah, see, I've first. had, I've had... I've had people recall past lives to me, people who've never known one another, okay, two separate people who've recalled the same past life to me without them me telling either of them about it. And then I've had my own past life recolle- recollections through my meditation. Okay. But unfortunately, it's not going to add up enough information or he has data for me to say, yo, you were right. You were absolutely right. Okay, well, okay. I mean, just like just like what we talked about with when it comes to angels and demons a couple of weeks ago, it's like you kind of have to live through it to actually believe it. I totally understand that. And that's why, like, for me, it became so obvious when I have multiple people telling me the exact same past life in in very specific details. I'm like, how do how does that happen? Like to me, that's data that starts to take one thing as being an anomaly to all of a sudden being like a normal thing that is existing. But like you said, you've got to experience it. So I honor that. I honor that. That's what I meant. But like, but like at the same time, I'm open to it. I'm not like denying you like, no, 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 you're absolutely wrong. I'm like 50, 50. Could be a yellow, could be my 80th time around the sun. I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait to be at the gates when you finally remember and your amnesia is lifted. You think I'm even <laughs> in the club line for the pearly gates? No, I'll be the alley next to the pearly gates. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. Oh. Yeah, exactly. About thinking well, that way. Well, this has been awesome. Bianca, thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's been great chatting with you and very helpful as well. Bianca, I think you're going to be on a future podcast because we're going to track your progression. Yes. I, well, I'm hoping that there is progression. <laughs> no, I think I know there will be. But, um, but yeah, I definitely i will keep Lisa posted. <laughs> She'll be back in Denver soon. She can't stay away. Oh, can I just make a, just, just a slight comment? Yes. Denver, the mountains, all that stuff, it be, it gets people into a spiritual realm, in my opinion. Again, it's my opinion, so it's very, you know, whatever. Uh, my opinion is, like, when we are exposed to such a openness that it makes us very feel very small, it awakens a potential spirituality within ourselves, which is the reason why there's huge churches with huge windows and 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 whatever you call it like uh i don't want to say arenas like a a coliseum but like when you are exposed to something so big that it makes you feel small you jump into the realm of spirituality this is why so many people live on the coast 
because the ocean reminds them of how small they really are. Same thing with the mountains, because I grew up in the mountains all my life in the Pacific Northwest. It was like when you are out in nature, you are reminded on how small you are as a as a human or a spiritual entity or whatever you guys want to say. Wow, so, you sound so enlightened. I'm not enlightened. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not enlightened. <laughs> I'm totally. I'm totally drinking your Kool Aid right say, now. Like, it just. It just. What it does is it. it, it Kool Aid is good. It doesn't necessarily mean like go to Denver or 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 Breckeridge or whatever the heck we went to that makes you wake up. It's just like you are reminded of how small you are, which reminds you of like what is your importance in this world. And then I think. That is like the key thing when you're in nature, when you're in, in the mountains, when you're in the desert. I, I, I love the desert myself, uh, oceans, all that kind of stuff. Well, the reason so. is, is because when you're in nature, you're brought back to the way things were intended to be, which allows you to come back to how you were intended to be. Eh, fair enough. And Bianca lives in New York City. You live in New York City? Oh, I do goodness. live in New York City, and that's, that's been a big struggle for me, too. Um, you must be struggling with so much judgment left and right. I'm struggling really hard, actually. It's It's been rough. Uh, like, not, I go to, uh, I, I go to New York City after three days. I feel like I need to get the hell out of that place. I will go crazy and become a crack addict around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been here for over six years now, and it was really oh. good in the beginning. But, yeah, I'm... I'm getting pretty much ready to bounce. Yeah. I love it's, to visit New York City, but it's, it's I can only spend so much time there. It's, uh, it's yeah. like Toronto, it's, Nicole is like Toronto point two. It is. It is. Yeah. I think that's, I think like even that's another part of the struggle that I've had is, is managing like where I live, where there's so much negative energy. Bianca, just for uh, statistical reasons, uh, people that live in New York City live 10 times or 10 years less than the average American citizen. Coming from our death expert. Just throwing it out there. If you you really care about death, just throwing it out there. Yeah. No, this is is not my permanent home. I'll tell you that much. Now she's going to have nightmares. You're so mean. Good job, Michael. No, no, no. I want to enlighten her with ideas and facts. Oh, my God. No, but I can believe that one because even just like walking down the street, I'm pretty much dying from secondhand smoke because people just smoke in the middle of the sidewalk and continue walking so well maybe i I would take i take that statistic (laughs) (laughs) maybe we can have an anti-aging uh michael guru show where he can tell us all the facts that we can live by oh i got a shit ton of stuff to tell you guys (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness but yeah Definitely okay. an interesting place here. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for being on. We really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. And we'll definitely have you on again in the future. Thank you so much. You guys are great. Um, and thanks for sharing all your knowledge. <laughs> thanks for being on. We appreciate it. Yeah. So to ha- all our listeners. Happy New Year, even though I don't feel like anyone wants to celebrate it, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal. Yeah. Happy New Day. Happy, Happy New, New Day. day. Yeah. Happy Tuesday. What is it? Tuesday? Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> thanks you. Thank you. And for all our listeners, uh, if you love the show, please subscribe to us and share us with your friends and family and coworkers. Uh, and also, if you have any topic ideas or any questions you'd like answered on the show, you can send them into our email, info at enlightenup.us. And uh, next, stay tuned because next week we have a show uh, coming up with Teresa Yaneros and we're going to be talking about UFOs. So, Michael, prepare yourself. 
because I know you're going to love that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great uh, night and week, and we will be back with you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.